Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello. Hello. You are sick. Again. You are ill. I even, I got the flu shot and I'm back to this. Did you, and you already had this, right? This is just a variation. I haven't gotten it this year. Oh. So, but we're only like four months into the year, so. True, but it's <laughs> supposed to be like, this is springy. It's all. I know. And not supposed to be like. <laughs> Except I feel like the weather is cooperating with me because I flew from LA to Chicago and mm. I got the only flight that wasn't canceled because all of the flights were canceled because of a giant snowstorm. That was weird. For one day. We had day. the one day snowstorm where we, my children and I made a lovely uh, snow person and uh, it was huge. It was like this gigantic snow person and then in two days it was gone 100%. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I feel like the weather's like, oh, you're feeling sick. You're feeling, oh, that's, that's, that's all right. I'll, I'll make it bad for you oh here's some snow oh you're still feeling bad okay uh a uh, rainstorm we'll give you rainstorms yeah yes okay. what can i do for you what do you need what do you need what do you got what do you, what do you, need? Got? What do you need? Okay. i'm spring i can give you anything you want what do you, you want a bunny i got a bunny no, like, and you don't have allergies so this is an allergy it's like some people are doing the allergy thing right now but. yeah no i don't have I, I i feel very sorry for those with allergies that have to deal with this i know every year yes. i mean i don't I don't envy you. No, I, I don't, don't either. How do you do it? I don't know how they do it. Do you just it. like hibernate for six months and then come out once I in a while? I think they <laughs> dwell in misery. That's my <laughs> that's my understanding, is that that's their technique. Got it's like, it. how you doing? I'm dwelling. Dwelling. Oh, where are you dwelling? Misery. In misery. <laughs> Inside it. Within it. Yes. Well, let's uh, let's take a, a step back from the misery. First of all, who are you, sick person? I am Kate the Sickling. Kate the Sickling. <laughs> it's like a combination of sicky and sibling. I love it. You're now officially the Sickling. And I'm Betsy the Well. Yes. Yes. And what do we what do we do here? <laughs> we talk about the weather. No, we do. All the freaking time. This is true. But what else do our what are we supposed to be talking about? Uh, I should I should maybe say that every yeah. time. What are we supposed We're to be supposed talking about? We're supposed to be talking about Classic children's picture books. That is correct. And, and what, what do we try to assess with them? Whether they are classics, meaning are they good mm-hmm. or are they crap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> correct. Now, uh, we mostly do American classics, but once in a while, in a rare while, we'll do a classic from another country. Yeah, like that, uh, wasn't there that funeral duck one? Yes, that was Duck, Death, and the Tulip, so that was a classic from Germany. Right. And then we also did the Gruffalo. Oh yeah, that was the UK, Classic right? from the UK. And now, take, jump on that plane again, Missy, and let's take a trip to Australia. 
Oh, well, good day, mate. Good day, mate. We're going to do an Australian classic, and it was a hard choice. You want to put some shrimps on the barbie? Yes, a dingo ate this baby. <laughs> uh, I think that's we, all the phrases. That's, that, yeah, I, think, I have no... That's an all enough. Oh, wait, all I right. got one more. Oh. Foster's Australian for beer. Yeah. I'm the crocodile hunter. He doesn't have a phrase. He did have a phrase. I don't remember what it is anymore. <laughs> anyway. Australia. Uh, Australia. Book. There's books, and there's this author, author from there called Mem Fox. Mem Fox is huge Mem. in Australia. Mem. M-E-M. That's a first name? Yeah. Is that a male or female? Female. M- is that short for something? I don't know. Memories? For me- <laughs> she was named after the musical Cats. That's that one song, and it's had a very sad life as a resort. Mem was yeah. <laughs> Mem Shelley. I have no no idea what it's men a, is short for. It's an odd name. It's a strange one, and I've never even thought about it. I just I just took it. But anyway, she has one book, and is, she has often declared that this is her most famous book, at least in Australia. Uh, you can make an argument that she has some that are more famous here in the U.S., so I'm going to pull it out now. Here it goes. Ba-da-ba! Wilfred Gordon McDonald's Partridge. Say it ten times fast. Wilfred Gordon McDonald Partridge. You already no, failed. You already failed. <laughs> eh. Moving oh my on. gosh, I thought this was a clown on the cover. It's not. I'm not giving you clowns <laughs> on purpose. I totally One don't. of these days I'm going to give you a clown on purpose, and then you'll be sorry, from, Missy. Then you'll be sorry. From far away, doesn't it look like a clown? Well, maybe if my eyes were crossed, yes. But, I mean, the oh, colors and then the face. Fine. There is a somewhat clown-like the, appearance. The, the stitchy eyebrows. Yep. Nope. It's also a very, I should, I should clarify to people, this is an incredibly faded copy that I am handing her. It is, it's clearly from my library. It's lost its cover years ago. Uh, it's, it's dilapidated, uh, Wait, yeah. this isn't the name of the book? Wilfred Gordon? No, that's the title. That's the title. No. By Mem Fox. No, no. It's by Wilfred Gordon no. and illustrated by McDonald Partridge. No, not true. With Not a foreword by Mem Fox. Not true. And then what the heck is uh... well, the storyboard artist was Julie Vivas. Yeah, Julie Vivas, I'm sure Vivas, was. Uh... Yeah. I'm assuming Vivas. <clears throat> I don't actually know. It could be Vivas for all I know. I don't yeah, Vivas. Vivas la Vivas. Okay, <laughs> you take that. You run away and you read that thing. Okay. It'll make you feel better. While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information on this book. So this was the first Mem Fox book to be published in the United States. As she herself has said, quote, of all my books, Wilfred is the classic. The words the and classic are entirely in capital letters. Wilfred, she goes on to say, uh, is the book of mine that adults love most, which is not to say that children don't love it too. Its theme is memory loss. It's one of my best-selling books and is considered a classic of children's literature in Australia and the USA. It was published in 1984 and has never been out of print. So, she is making the claim that it is a classic here in the States as well. We shall see, Memfox. We shall see. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-bow! How you doing? Um, I'm here. You've read a book, you've read a book, and you're feeling kind of sick at the same time. <laughs> you know, I thought this was going to take a different turn. Oh, did you think it would take a... Duck Death in the Tulip Yes, turn? yes <laughs> I did. <laughs> because These are not the Germans we are dealing with. These are the Australians. Although, well, he's got like a pretty Irish name. He does. He does. And he's got red hair. Yes, he so, has red hair. So the book is named after this small boy 
whose name is Wilfred Gordon McDonald Partridge. Correct. And he lives next door to, they say, an old people's home. But isn't that kind of not appropriate? Aren't you supposed to say a retirement home? Well, we still say old folks' homes sometimes. I know, I guess these days, remember this book was made in 1984. So maybe old people's home, old folks' home. I think actually old people sounds better than old folks. Doesn't folks just sound bad when you say old folks' you home? Know what, you know what I think sounds the worst? What is it? Adult daycare. Oh, that is by far far the worst. Yeah, I heard yeah. dad I heard dad I had, say that. And that's on the other like week signs. and I was like, "Dad, you can't say that." It's on signs so like they actually have signs like here it's adult daycare center. I'm like, "Oh, oh, no, no." But given that this kid's name is four names long, this book really should have a different title. Oh, why 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 do you think so? Um because it's not memorable. Can you It is not. And if you would ask me, I remember the Wilfred and the whole way I can remember this book I can't is remember the, any of it. Call yeah. it like memory. All Call right. it you know, yeah. forgotten memory or something. Well, I will tell you this. It is, that is her father's full name. Her father's full name was Wilfred Gordon McDonald Partridge. And when this book came out, he was super happy because now he had his own ISBN number. <laughs> Which very few people can say. But yeah, no, so I think that's why. But yeah, it didn't have to be the title. I mean, or it could have been like. It could have been the name of one of the people mm-hmm. in the old folks' home. Yeah. Or it could have just been like Wilfred's. Yeah. Yeah, I. I'm... It is not memorable. I would actually agree with you. Some people would. I don't know if many people would argue that, actually. The watercolor, I think, is really pretty. I like her style. But it is not clear. No, it is not. Now, I do wonder if it's the print job that you have, too, because this is, like, sort of a grody book, but... I wish this would be re-illustrated. Interesting. It could be. It's Enough time has passed, certainly, yeah. Yeah. It easily could be. If this were re-illustrated with, you know, maybe showing some diversity between the old people, because they're all white. Oh, are they? Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this book should be Prime real illustration candidate. I would agree. Julie Vivas, um, the only other picture book in America that I... Th- well, I'm going to pause to say that she has... I do believe she did do other... She may have done Possum Magic as well. But um, she did a version of the Nativity that our mom super likes because it shows a gigantically huge Mary trying to get onto a donkey... <laughs> Which is really hard. Right. And, uh, yeah, she kind of, like, with, like, Joseph, like, behind, like, trying to push up on her butt, and it's just not going anywhere. Yeah, so. That's what I think of when I think of her work, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I they're very pretty, but they're very muddy, and I just mm-hmm. wish someone else re-illustrated. But, yeah. so this kid lives next to a retirement home. Sure. An old person's home, whatever you want to uh, call it. Assisted living facility. Sure. Yeah. And there are these five, six... Six people that, that we he, see, yeah, that he really connects with, um, and that he likes learning something new from each one. He, the little kid, connects the most with one woman who shares a very long name, just like him. Mm-hmm. But apparently, she can't remember anything. Like any oh. of her old memories are just out the window. Uh, maybe right. she has Alzheimer's. Maybe she's dementia. Of dementia. Some sort, yeah. Maybe she just is old. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you know? that's the thing. And it could be, yeah, she may have acquired some of these names later in life, and she doesn't have those memories anymore. But the yeah. kid learns that she doesn't have her memory from her, from his mom and dad. 
His dad is the creepiest man <laughs> Wait, in really? this entire Wait, let me book. See his dad. I want him to be on a wanted poster. Wait, that guy? No. Oh, that. Oh. I want whoa. him to be on a wanted poster because yeah. he just kidnapped your child <laughs> and is keeping him in a cage. I think no man is helped by sweatpants. Um, and this is a man who shouldn't be wearing them, especially because they match his shirt. So he's apparently wearing like a sweatpants sweatshirt, almost looks like a onesie. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. This guy, his, it's his face, so it's the face. It's, it's the face. That's it's the face. Super that's, creepy. Yeah, I would actually have to agree. Yeah, that yeah. is that is not a flattering angle of him. Not so much. No. So they so they tell him, oh, she's lost her memory, and the kid asks, well, what's a memory? And so he goes around. He goes back to the retirement home and asks, you know, all of his favorite people, what is a memory? Each person, I do not like their definition of oh, what a memory is. Interesting. Yeah, I think they are. Almost all of them inaccurate. Okay. What? <laughs> In a okay. picture book? Before I give what their definitions are, mm -hmm. what is your definition of a memory? A memory. It is uh, an event that you can recall. That is the most accurate description. Well, I do pride myself on it. I would agree with that one. Thank you. If someone had said this in this book, I would have been like... It's not very poetic. Explanation. Do they no. get poetic? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. that's, that's, I mean, because this, okay, this is, this is the problem with picture books. See, oh, here we go. The rant has just begun. But see, the problem with picture books today, and uh, ever, is that people don't like giving accurate descriptions to kids. They like giving them, like, la 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 la. I keep using <laughs> that term, but it's, it, it applies. That kind of explanation. So yeah. there's a book called Last Stop on Market Street, where a boy keeps acting asking really practical questions like, why do we have to take the bus? Why do these people not have money? And his grandmother keeps coming up with these airy-fairy, like, dreamy explanations. And I believe you may be feeling the same way uh, with these explanations. Yes, yeah, the yes. kid just wants to know, what is a memory? You just gave the definition. Right. These old people do not give him the definition. Right. Well, the they, first, may, they may not know. <laughs> the first woman says, it's something warm. No. Well, if you remember, well, it depends on the memory, right? Exactly. There are some like creepy. There's some memories. awful memories. There's some horrible memories. I, I, I mean, would like, not maybe call warm. warm with rage, warm with fear. It's not the thing. With, no, I don't know. And okay, Mr. Hosking says something from long ago. No, again, well, not necessarily. What's your definition of long ago? I mean, I remember, it was yesterday, long ago. I but remember, yeah. I was just reading the book like right. five minutes ago. Right, but that's it's all relative, right? To some people, that might be. I don't know. I don't. I'm stretching here. I'm uh, stretching. Mr. Tippett mm. says it's something that makes you cry. Again. Oh, boy. No. 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 Miss Mitchell says it's something that makes you laugh. Again, no. Mm. No. Well, I think it's the point that's supposed to be that they're those all are, wrong. Those <laughs> are kinds of memories. No, no, no. Because really... Or is this supposed to be all aspects of a memory? Like, right. this is like a different element, and then you add them all together, and you right. know what a memory is. Like, all right. And then, well, Mr. Drysdale is the one that I connected with the most. He says, it's something as precious as gold. Which I'm like, hmm, I mean, okay. well, yeah, if you depend, even bad ones can be considered precious. Also, check out that thigh gap. Well done there, sir. Oh, I was digging his socks with sandals. Oh, yeah. It's totally on point, and yep. I'm loving mm -hmm. that he's rocking it, and he doesn't care. I think he's ex-hippie. I think you can tell. From the sandals okay, of the socks. Which, which will go into my next question, oh. which is, when does this take place? I assume this is 1984, when the book was written. Okay, so then... Because look at the kids' clothes. The kids' clothes are... It's just a t-shirt and right, shorts. Right, but, but I would say that they were of the time. 
So the kid gathers all these different things based on what he was told. So mm-hmm. he gets um, shells because they were from long ago, a puppet because that makes everyone laugh. Um, he put his grandfather's medal in this box because he remembered it with sadness. Uh, something warm. He picked a, an egg from the under a hen. And he Ooh. gave all these things to Miss Nancy. Okay, so if this is 1984, yeah, you said. Yeah, we're assuming. Let's assume she's 84 years old. Okay. Right? So sure. she was born in 1900. Sure. Here's where it gets tricky, though. Okay. <laughs> I'm fascinated. I do not know where this is going. So, so she remembers holding the egg. She remembered um, some tiny speckled blue eggs that she had found in her aunt's garden. Sure. She put the shell to her ear. And remembered going to the beach and how hot it felt in her button-up boots. Okay, button-up boots would would have been Victorian, right? Well, it lasted. 20s? Actually, yeah, 1920s. You could have gotten to 1920s. Okay, but is she wearing a hoop skirt in this memory? Because that underwear is not appropriate. She's wearing pantaloons underneath. Uh, but those yeah. are way too high. Uh, no, I, w- I would agree with you. They are not attempting to be historically accurate with this with I this mean, dress. Seen, no. It seems almost like a hoop skirt, but it's... it's yeah, it's she, like well, and then the colors alone. I mean, they would right. have had beautiful dyed purple. Let's go on, shall we? Oh, yes, ma'am. Let's. Okay, so then she's touched by the metal, and she remembers her big brother had gone off to the war. Okay, is that World War One then? Uh, You might as well just... I don't know where the Australians did the Australians do they did do stuff in World War One yeah and they did some I don't know how much they did in World War Two but they must have done some stuff and then you got she smiled at the puppet on strings and remembered the one that she had shown her sister and how she had laughed at the mouth full of porch okay so here she is oh man but look at what she's wearing and that looks like it's <laughs> and that looks like it's from the nineties yeah she totally looked like she's like got what what was that that boho uh, boho chic boho chic she's totally boho chic. I'm so Which confused. Which hasn't even come out by the time this book has come out. Right. Is she, yeah, no. she's a kid, that should have been like 1910 or so. Maybe they were hippy dippies living in the wilds of Austria. I have no idea. So you can understand okay, why what I got... if these are his interpretations of her memories? So it's not an accurate representation of what she remembers. Also, her memories... She may have the memory of the feeling, but maybe the look she doesn't have, so she's, like, cobbled together things throughout her life to, like, reconstruct the memory. I'm stretching here. I'm stretching. But I'm, I'm, I feel like you could say these are his interpretations, or you could say that she doesn't remember accurately. I don't think so, because okay. the way that it's phrased... I mean, it does look like here's the, here is the memory. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's every time she touches an item, she's remembering, you know, right. from yeah. that item. But it's it's a very sweet ending because it ends with her, uh, he gives her his football, and so she remembers when they first met and all the secrets they've told, and the two of them smiled because she had her memory again, from a, from you know with the help of this young boy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very sweet mm-hmm. that you know she, you know she's brought back to life from because of the youth of today. You know? Right. <laughs> Thanks, well, youth. there have been studies showing that if you have very you know small kids in uh, adult uh, you know assisted living facilities. It is very good for people who do suffer from a dimension of things to interact with kids. Um, there have actually been daycares and uh, story times done in. I keep wanting to say old folks' homes. It's just 
It's just what my I lips just say, I just say retirement say. home. All right, retirement home. So there have been, like, yeah, story times done in retirement homes, and the kids love it, and the, the people there love it, and uh, it's good for everybody. Why this is not more common a thing, I do not know. But mm. uh, but it should be. By gum. <laughs> and therein ends my rant. So, yes, so this book uh, was named after Mem Fox's father. Uh... Her grandfather, uh, who was also named Wilfred Partridge, though I guess the middle names may have varied, uh, lived in an old folks' home, as, as she says, an old people's home, as she says, uh, the helping hand in North Adelaide. And, uh, and when she visited him, she noticed uh, and mourned the lack of children. And so she decided to write this book. And her grandfather never lost his memory. Her father... On the other hand, he was—he perfectly had his memory intact in uh, when this book came out. But uh, she wrote it technically in 1982. I guess it came to America in 1984. Um, but unfortunately, her father got dementia after she wrote it. And, uh, and so that makes it particularly heartbreaking for her. Huh. Um, she says that there was a very uh, good play of it. Um, she says that the children laugh all the way through it and the adults sob. <laughs> Which is the mark of any good play. <laughs> Why, I remember when I first saw the play of Go Dog Go. The tears. <laughs> he didn't like her hat. Okay, anyway. Um, I totally forgot that part. I don't even know what you're That's like about. the only memorable part in that entire book. Do you hat? like? Do you like my hat? I do not like your hat. Uh, oh yeah yeah remember that with the jerk dog and, yeah, the, and, the, three and the fancy dog yeah three, three times yeah. he denied her hat yeah. I'm telling you man we need to like go through all the books that we've done and you just be like what do you remember from this and I'll be like uh, no this is good because then we can go back to them and just redo them and we'll never run out of yeah, books yeah pretty much yeah pretty much yeah not that we will ever run out of I remember the Gruffalo yeah. had a woodpecker See, and I could not have to, if you had like lined up all like a line of animals, then which ones in the go? That was my tattoo. All right, yeah. you haven't done a tattoo in a while. I need to give you a book where there's something you would tattoo, tattoo worthy. All right, next book I do will be tattoo worthy. Full of tattoos. Uh, in terms of videos, uh, would you like to see Bradley Whitford read this book? No. Do you know who Bradley Whitford is? No. He was, uh, I didn't either, though his name was familiar. So he, he was one of those character actors where I'm like, it, it, did it, he do commercials about needing... Wilford Brimley did that's commercials. What that's what of. you're thinking of. <laughs> different guy. No, this, um, he was the dad in Get Out. He's on Handmaid's Tale, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Transparent. He's a character actor. Anyway, there's a video of him very young reading this book. I don't know why. And uh, I'm just happy it exists. So I'll embed that in the uh, in the old show notes there. Uh, ratings time. Well, I think this is going to be pretty easy. Okay. Because, one, it's beautiful, but it's not very clear. Right. Um, so it'd be great if it was re-illustrated. It's a great story, but the title is crap. <laughs> You can't get over that dial. No one can remember it. And no one being the two of us, this is correct. Yes. Come on, it's four names. It would be fun to walk into any random children's room with a librarian sitting, find a librarian who's been there a while, so not not a newbie, and say to them, what's the name of that uh, Mem Fox one with the boy and the old folks? And uh, what's the the name of that one? Yeah. And see if they can, from memory, contradict. Here, play this game at home, people. If you know a children's librarian... 
find one and ask them to name this book. And it got to have been around for a while. And it has to be all four names. It has to be all four. It can't they just cannot be just be like Wilfred, Wilfred uh, Gordon. Was it Gordon? <clears throat> and it was like a bird. McKinley. Dove? No. Memory. Pigeon. <laughs> See, you wondered what that mem st stood for. Yeah. It stands for memory. Yep. Yeah, it does. So, so anyway, yeah. Sorry, based uh, on all that, mm -hmm. I would say that this is a, a good solid six for me. Really? That's high. Yeah, because it's it's a really sweet story. Oh. I really like the connection between the old and the young, and the ways that you can connect through memories with s just simple. Um, I was gonna say artifacts, but <laughs> <laughs> with simple things, thing, yeah. everyday things, everyday things All that right. can that can bring back different memories for different people. I think it's a great story. Lose the title, re-illustrate it, and it'll be a ten. Fascinating. I'm not sure I'm fond of this one. Why um, not? Because I'm not sure how much kids get. I mean, I guess kids get something out of it to a certain extent. But this always falls into those categories of picture books adults love, and kids are like. Argh. Um, they don't mind them, but I don't know how much they actually get out of them. This is so, so funny. I expected us to be completely opposite on this one. So I'm actually a four. What? Yeah, I'm low as a four. Which well, means... What what age range is this book meant to be for? Well, yeah, you know, four, four to seven, I'd say. Four to seven. Four to seven. You have kids between four and seven. Have you read this to them? I have not. I suppose I should try. Yeah, because that's on you. Oh, that's not well. on the kids. That's on you as the parent being yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. they won't like it. You know? I never said they wouldn't like it. I just didn't think they'd sit down for it. But... You've got to give it a shot. Oh, right. Well, give it a shot, but we're rating it now. And well, I'm rating it freaking four. And I'm rating it a six, so Tell it's a solid what. five. It's a solid five. Okay. So it's a, it's a down very, the line. It's really a down the line. What was the last time we had like a down the line? We should have like that chart here that you made of all the... The yeah. ratings and see what the last time we did like a straight up five was. Yeah, all right. So there you go, Australia. We have considered your classic and found it meh. Yeah. <laughs> Completely meh. As they say. All right. Letters time. <laughs> this one's pretty cool. Um, so first of all, uh, Stephanie, the third sister, wrote in. But, oh, what's this happening in my bag? What's happening with this bag, Kate? What am I pulling out of my bag here? It looks like I'm pulling out some kind of a some kind of a picture book. Well, who could have written this picture book, Kate? Oh, could it have been? Uh, Stephanie, the third sister. Stephanie VW, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and pr please forgive me if I get the pronunciation of your name wrong, uh, Stephanie. Uh, Lucianovic, I want to say. All right, we're going to go with that. I have lost the oh no here it is she she included a little a little note do you wanna do you wanna read that there oh you it says dear Kate and Betsy see that's the wrong word that's it's right that's it's right her, but that's the wrong word thank you for adopting me into your hilarious book loving family with love and laughter from Stephanie the third sister yes Aww. now the name of her book is the end of something wonderful it's a, a practical guide to backyard to a backyard funeral oh and it is great. And I'm not saying this because she's a fan of the show. It just helps. And I don't... <laughs> but I'm not a polite human. I, If I don't like someone's book, I might mention it on the show, but I would not actually say it was any good. I'd be like, look, they did a book. Isn't that cool? And I, you would notice I would not say anything about the quality of said book. This is actually really good. It's 
funny and sardonic and it gets to be touching at the end and it has this wonderful moment of this girl like wanting to adopt a lobster while this guy has the one eyebrow up oh it's so good <laughs> anyway truly is truly self-printed no 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 this is a galley so this is what they give to reviewers beforehand um a galley oh yes or an f and g a folded and gathered that sounds inappropriate, that's it. I, th there was, oh, you think. <laughs> there is a band out there of editors called the F&Gs. So, yeah, that, that they are not unaware of, uh, yeah. Anyway, this is, I believe, a fall release. We were lucky to get one as early as this. But uh, thank you, Stephanie. Cool. And then she had a comment. So, if you may recall, when we were talking about uh, The Boy Who Didn't Believe in Spring on a previous episode, do you yes. remember that one? Yep. Remember I mentioned that there was an old Sesame Street bit that it reminded me of, but I couldn't come up with the name at all. Yep, and, and I gave you the deadpan stare. Like, I that's the one, the one you're giving me right now? Yep. That one? Yep. I recognize that one. That's right. I thought Mom was going to write in. Mom said nothing. Not a word. My mother has betrayed me. However, Stephanie stepped right in, and she said it was Billy Joe Jive and Smart Susie Sunset. And, which I remembered as, I remembered that actually as Sweet Susie Sunset. So, that's on me. Sesame Street was on top of things. They were like, uh-uh, she is smart Susie Sunset. Um, and so, she even located the, the theme music, uh, which I will include in the show notes for anyone who wants to listen to it. And uh, apparently they were also, she, she wrote and said, there was also a line of paperback books about Billy Joe Jive and Sunset Susie. And the art reminds me of the classic cover of Harriet the Spy. It must be that 70s bowl cut. Interesting. So thank you, Stephanie, for confirming that I'm not insane. <laughs> All right. Then we get to the No David episode comments. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was a question as to whether or not kids would draw on walls. Mm -hmm. uh, so Kathy wrote in. And Kathy said, my sister was an inveterate drawer. Which is really hard to say. Drawer. Try saying that clearly. Drawer. Drawer. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> my parents were constantly putting paper in front of her, but she drew everywhere, from the walls to my piano exercise books to the ironing board. In fact, once she drew on the wall with a red permanent marker that then took multiple layers of paint to finally stop <laughs> bleeding through. <laughs> I once let me, my son and his friend dig a big hole in the garden with the proviso that they hosed themselves off before coming back in. First, their definition of clean was not my definition. But secondly, they lost my son's shirt in the hole. And they had to go back out and muck around to find it. I actually wasn't that mad, though, since they made an effort. Um, you asked... Oh, and then another thing you asked. You asked, Missy... If there were any picture books about beer. Yeah. Okay, so librarians listen to us. Because That's awesome. Barbara wrote in, and Barbara wrote, The Tale of John Barleycorn, or From Barley to Beer, by Mary Azarian, is a picture book in my school library that I weeded and saved for myself, and it's about <laughs> making beer. Interesting. I know. Man, librarians know everything. Seriously, I have never heard of that, but I've heard of Mary Azarian. Obviously. But I had not heard of The Tale of John Barleycorn. That's pretty cool. That would be good on a quiz question there. Yeah. Maybe it was on Jeopardy. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Grown up things we like. Ah, uh, yes. So I told you about you this. You had like a million of them. Yeah, so I had like four. <laughs> and I'm slowly going through them okay. one by one. Tick, tick, tick. 
This one is someone that you need to be following on Instagram. Right, meow. Right, who's that one? Uh, the tiny chef. The tiny chef. Yes, he is. Does he make tiny food? He does make tiny food. So he's this little tiny green felt character that I discovered via Kristen Bell because she got her picture taken with him. So I started following him and it's a stop animation character who has a cat named Miss Penny and he's got a stuffed kiwi because he's from New Zealand and he just recently bought his first home, which is a stump and he's been traveling all over. He's in LA right now. Um, he's in love with the chick from uh, the TV show Glow on Netflix. So, and, but he's obsessed with his cat. Oh, and recently he had a little Harry Potter wand made for him and it got lost. I, by the... I only know this because since you mentioned it to me, I've started following him and that was very sad when he oh lost my gosh. his Harry Potter one. But he's getting another one made, good. which is good. And he had, well, he was given shoes recently. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a lot of stuff. Yeah. Really tiny, tiny he, stuff. He's very funny and yeah. he speaks in gibberish. Yeah. But it's understandable if you If you try really hard. Yeah. If you hard. try really yeah. hard, like... So I think on Instagram, his tag is my Miss Penny. P-E-N-N-Y. Mm -hmm. But if you just look at the hashtag, the tiny chef show, it's very funny. Yes. I highly recommend following this guy if you just need a good laugh. That is a very good suggestion. And I, I give that two thumbs up. I highly approve of that. Uh, my grown-up thing that I like is the Netflix series Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Is that the one with the chick? Who... Yes. Okay. The chick. <laughs> I don't know. It could be anybody. Yeah, yes, a woman is the host. So she had written this book. And she speaks a foreign language? Sure. Not in this, not in the show. She speaks perfectly. Oh. No. I think she's American. Um, yeah, pretty sure. And yeah, so each of the episodes on the Netflix show, one is on salt, one is on fat, one is on acid, one is heat. Um, they switch around the order, though. So the first one is not salt, which I'm sad, because I love, I love salt mm -hmm. so much. The first one is fat, and fat is very good. Um, if you've ever wanted to see what every part of the pig becomes, from the prosciutto to the bacon to the nope. thing, boy, nope. they just split nope. that puppy right in half, mm -mm. Mm -mm. and you just see the whole... It does make you hungry. Maybe not that scene. That scene maybe not so much. It's pretty cool. No, but uh, but she she does a lot of a lot of Italian a lot of Italian cooking in that one. Did she and, come uh, out with a cookbook? Yeah. Well, she she came out with the book Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which may also be a cookbook. Question mark? Question mark? I should know this. It's literally in my most wanted section of my library. I put it out all the time. Have I ever cracked it open? The answer is no. But when she makes <laughs> the young Net reader edition, I will be sure to look. Because Netflix is so much easier. Yeah, Netflix is like you turn it on and there it is. So yeah, I actually watched that with mom and dad when they were in town. And I enjoyed uh, the fat episode very much. So very yep. cool. Yay. So we read a myth book about hey. memories featuring, what's his name? Don't look at the title. Wilfred Gordon McDonald Partridge or Wilfred McDonald Gordon Partridge. Oh, you're not sure, are you? I'm not sure. What is it? It's, it's... Gordon McDonald. Yeah. <sighs> Dang it. <laughs> Fine. You've made your point. I'm okay. Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fusing Kate is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. 
Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our bosun is Drew Atienza. Views 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>